First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. I want you to warn Dave Zampano. I want to talk about something really serious. I want to talk about Britney Spears. That's what I really want to talk oh, about here. I don't know if he's going to want to do that. And I'm going to tell you this because and the reason I want to talk about it is because I think there's going to come some certain point where my wife says, you're nuts. We're taking control of your life for you. <laughs> All right, quickly to Richard. The wallet, the bank account, and all the passwords. (laughs) All right, this was our conversation about predicting the weather. He says it's been easy to predict. It's been an easy year to predict the weather. You can't go far into the future. That's the key. No more than twenty-four to thirty-six hours. Yeah, but yesterday, yesterday, yesterday morning's forecast did had a fifteen. Yesterday afternoon at noon, my wife said, because my daughter is going to do some painting outside, and my wife said, "Um, "Is it going to rain today?" And my daughter, who's very keen on this stuff, checked the app and said, 15% chance of rain today. The well, other thing is, 24, 24 to 36 hours really isn't great because, like, if I wanted to take my son to a Chanted Forest Saturday, it's Thursday. I can't even plan on that for sure because it's going to change. So I, I disagree way, with it Richard. Snowed, it snowed last night in Old Forge. <laughs> <laughs> it was said, uh, nice and cool for keeping the windows open last night. Why are you not talking about the Delta variant? It's now spreading like crazy across the country. Ex- extremely bad in Florida. I'm just wondering. And then he followed up with 52% of adults don't have the vaccine. And states like Arkansas, Alabama, and Mississippi are less than 25% vaccinated. Uh, listen, I just came back from Florida last week. Uh, it's been over seven days now. Um, my guess is uh, I came in contact with people with a variant. Because um, you know every single person now... I don't know what's happened to our senses. It's like over time, uh, the human species has evolved. Um, someone can sneeze from like a mile away, and I can hear it. And I'm going the other direction. <laughs> he can hear what direction it's going. He can hear this. Dolphins, they say dolphins used to be able to walk on land, and humans used to not be able to hear a sneeze from a mile away. And that's where we are now. Uh, and I came back without uh, without the virus, as did my family. So thank goodness. I think the vaccine plays a big role. It does, and that was all from Richard. Okay, uh, Dave Zampano. Have you broken it to him what we want to talk about yet? Uh, yeah. Dave Zampano is with the State Planning Law Center, of course, and he's on the line right now. David, good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing on your end? Got we're, some good talk going on. We're hanging here. We're doing okay. We're just a little frustrated with the weather. Uh, isn't that typical? Though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, 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 I realize it seems like just uh, talking about pop culture with Britney Spears and everything that's going on there. But I really I really feel like this what's going on with Britney Spears is interesting because it could happen, I think. And you correct me if I'm wrong in anybody's family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, let's talk about how it starts. Right. So usually when um, a guard, let's talk what a guardianship is first and then how it is that it comes to be. So guardianship is when the, the system, the court system, the legal system, makes a determination that someone is not capable of providing for themselves. Now, in right. two ways. There's two ways. There's guardianship of the person. And there's guardianship of the property. So some people just might be really bad with money. They get money, but they don't know what to do with it. They don't really know. And they end up squandering it or people take advantage of them. So you can go to a court and say, you know what? This person just does not have 
capacity to understand, you know, how to utilize and access money. So we'd like to take over their money for them. The other one is uh, guardianship of the person. And that says that, you know, the person's not capable of making decisions in their own best interest. And they could ultimately harm themselves or others. And that's the key distinction uh, around guardianship, that, that there has to be the determination at some point that they cannot reasonably discern, right. you know, that, that distinction of hurting themselves or others. So somewhere in Brittany's past, that was, an, that was a concern. Ninety-nine times out of 100, it's due to mental illness. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some form of mental illness that, you know, not everything's processing properly. Some forms of mental illness, many forms of mental illness, can be treated with medicine. So, um, you know, we could bring those neurons to talk to each other better and things of that nature. Yeah. So I think some time ago, I think it was about 15 years ago, when Brittany was, you know, up and coming and popular, something triggered. And the father thought it, you know, necessary to bring the action. When it goes through the court proceeding, it's a trial. It's a full-blown trial. Okay. And what happens is that the, guard, the, the guardian gets someone appointed to represent them, and then the person bringing the action makes a claim and brings evidence that says, hey, here's all the different ways that Brittany's going to hurt herself and someone else. Here's the decision she's made. Here's what she's doing. Here's, and then at, at some point, that court makes a decision and says, yes, it's in Brittany's best interest right. to provide a guardian for her. And then they decide, is it a guardian of the person or property? Now, in this case, her dad was guardian of the person and property. Okay? So, um, and that's what's been happening. Now, what's odd about this case, um, it got to the point during the case where they even compelled medication on her, which is pretty extreme. Right. Um, that's pretty extreme for them to compel medication. And um, But the other side of it is she was still able to perform. Right. She was able to, you know, sing and, and do concerts and generate money, right? So it, it's really kind of quirky from the outside looking in what the basis is. My suspicion is that they have balanced her out with medication over the years. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the tricky part. What's acceptable, right? Right. Everybody wants to decide how someone should behave or act. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the thing here is that when we look at someone, just because they don't act like you or I, Anxious or nervous, that doesn't right. make them incapable of managing themselves, right. or who, that they're going to hurt themselves. And, and who gets know? and who gets to really determine? I, I understand it's the court, but you know it, this seems very archaic. It seems so 1950s. I was just going to say, yeah. you mentioned earlier this week the idea of like a, a wife wants to divorce her husband, and they go. She's obviously yeah. a crazy person, yeah, right? She would I mean, never let me go, right? Yeah, right. And and I guess there used to be some precedent for that, and that was kind of acceptable. I'm wondering how how far back this dates and what the standard is to determine, like, oh yeah, yeah my daughter's crazy, it's, and it, I get to have all of her money, even though she's a super pop star. Dave, I, I realize this would be probably your opinion, um, but are, are we? 
are we do we treat women differently than we treat men in these situations? Um, great question. I'm going to be, you know, as an attorney, you know, this, I'm going to use an example. Um, I hate to use this one because it's so hot, but, you know, Trump people who say the election one way or the other. Now, right. again, political out of it, I'm, what I'm a pro- pro- believer in is I'm a believer in the set. I do trust the system. Mm-hmm. The system, what people, what's, what's hard about this is everybody's got an opinion on Britney Spears. Right. And none of them know jack about what's really going on. Correct. They're just, You're right. hearing, they're just, they're just hearing media snippets about free Britney. And, and right. you know, in, in the end, what I do is I, I do trust the system that if, 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 if somebody brings a claim against someone, I, I can't imagine in this day and age um, that anyone would think differently if someone's male or female. Anyone would give it mm-hmm. different weighting if they're, um, you know, um, I, I don't. I don't see it. Um, I believe that the system, you know, when you get down in the dirty, you know, whatever Brittany did or doesn't do, we don't know. You'd right, have to right. get into the hearings. You'd have to see the evidence. You'd have to look and see what's really going on here to make an informed decision. That's yeah, why we have yeah. trials, right? Where we have independent juries look at the evidence and and decide decisions of fact yeah. right there's decisions in in cases there's decisions of fact and there's decisions of law all areas of decision of law are related are, are relegated to the uh judge the judge is the sole arbiter of the decision of law the jury is the sole arbiter of the decision of fact right so someone presents something the jury decides whether those facts support that position or not you know, it's uh, it I, is I know. It, it's very interesting. It, the the point you make is really the problem we live in today. With uh, with there's so much, uh, there's so many options for media and for information, and there's social media, and there's there's just so much out there. Almost everyone doesn't really know what's really going on. It could be possible, and maybe even based on what you're saying here, probable that there is a psychological issue here where she needs she needs assistance i mean yeah right I mean, but none of us yeah. would know what's really going on behind the scenes behind the locked doors be in, in private and, and and what people who are probably close to her and have her best interest in mind what they are saying they're very quiet right now and well, and, and if you listen, they speak out of love when they do talk about her. They yeah, don't, yeah. They're not like midnight. So what's happening is here. Here's you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Free Britney, free Britney, free Britney. Well, obviously, I don't think Britney was going to kill anyone else, but I think she might have been a threat to herself. She seems mm. to be that type of personality, right? Um, very sensitive, and and really, you could see she she's intense, right? Well, what if they free Britney and she kills herself? That, then, oh, oh, well, oh, that that didn't work out too well, you know. And, and yeah. So, yeah, so you know, there is. Here's the thing: the media and social media is not subject to the decorum required in a courtroom to present evidence. There's certain guidelines that have to be met to even present the evidence um, to make sure that it's real, it's valid. Uh, medically, uh, and so I always defer to the system. Now that being said, it doesn't mean the system's perfect, right? And and it doesn't mean that people don't change, and it 
and you know, and the other part of it is you're relying on one man or woman who's the judge to decide, you know, if I, you know, take the reins off this person and she kills herself. Right. Uh, or does something, you know, that's on me, right? Because I made a poor judgment, you know? So I think there, but on the other hand, the judge could say, yo, I have to go off the advice of, of doctors. And we don't know what the doctors are saying, right? They can't talk in the media. So that's probably got the heaviest weight, the weight of what the doctors are saying. Uh, I, I, I do wonder, and this is just something to ponder, um, would this all be going on? Would anyone have stepped in had there not been millions of dollars at stake uh, that she can produce as part of her career? And and the other part well, is, why didn't we do this to Elvis? Come on. He, he was definitely a menace <laughs> to himself. Yeah. Well, Elvis, Elvis, Michael Jackson, their menace to themselves was really drug addiction, right? Right, that's true. So yep. that, that, that's really not mental illness. Where you know, yep. I, I've never met a drug addict who thought they were killing themselves. Right. Um, you yep. know, um, so, yeah, I'm with you. Um, it, it's a crazy thing. But let me, let me add a twist to this. Let's get into the estate planning side of it. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have a family member that might have some mental illness that maybe is not you know, able to make their own decisions. They, they, yep. they could even have a medical condition or diagnostic, you know, that does affect the mind. That adds a tremendous amount of complexity to your planning because when we present your will to the court to get it approved, the court has to approve and say, right. oh, yeah, this is really Dave's and Pondell's will, and there's a process. One of the things that has to happen is those people who would be entitled to benefit from you, even if you didn't provide for them, must sign off and agree that it's your will. Mm. But if they're mentally incapacitated, they can't sign off. So there's a whole other legal proceeding that has to happen within your estate proceeding called probate that we now have to go get somebody to represent that incapacitated person. We're talking about mental incapacity. Um, to help them sign off on the will, and it adds tremendous complexity right. um, to your situation, right? So it, it even could have impact to you when unintended. But to go back to your question, do we think people do this I, I, if they didn't have money? Yes. I, I deal with people every day where there's no money at all. They're actually on the street, yep. some of these people. And and it's really about people who love their family and they want to make sure they don't hurt themselves. That's, well, that's it, the predominant driver. And what you've what you've brought this around to um, quite perfectly, I think, is this is a problem that many people deal with. As So you're, you know, you're in your, your 50s and you're trying to think about what, uh, you know, if something happens, it, what's going to happen with your, with your estate. There are a lot of people out there that have someone who is uh, in some way uh, not able to handle life themselves on their own. Um, and this becomes a really serious issue for them. They fear what happens to my son or daughter when I'm gone. And I, I think this is, you, you really want to button this up to make sure that your loved ones are taken care of. Well, let me add to that. If you have a disabled beneficiary, a child uh, or whoever might be receiving, there's two things. Likelihood is they're on some kind of state or federal benefit, Right. If you, under all state and federal benefits, most all of them, there is a requirement that an individual to be on these state benefits cannot have a surplus of income or assets. 
they can't have more than $2,000 of assets in total. If you die and leave them $10,000, you disqualify them from all their state and federal benefits. Horrific outcome. Horrific right. outcome. Right? So I, I had a client once. It wasn't my client. Somebody came to me, another attorney. They said, Dave, the woman left her, her grandson twenty five grand because she loved him and he never had anything to poor kid. Well, he was disabled. And he couldn't have 25000 so he was in a group home, and he was going to get kicked out of his group home. Mm. So I had to come in to help um, oh, get a wow. special court order to convert that 25000 to what we call a supplemental needs trust or a special needs trust, which under law says you can leave any amount of money to someone disabled. You can leave them a million dollars, and it won't disqualify them from their state or federal benefits. Yeah. And 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 that's really what we have to do. Not leave it up to the brother to take care of Johnny because his brother will take care of him because his brother may die and the money ends up going to his wife and she remarries, right? Right. So it's really about protecting those disabled people by having that proper planning. It's really it's really important. That's but that's of the money, but that's not of the person, right? Yep. And the challenging part today, because I have a lot of people dealing with this, is you can't even get guardianship of the person. It's very, very difficult unless there is overt evidence that they are going to harm someone. Yeah. Technically, you can't get it unless they physically have hurt someone. They have to physically hit, do harm to someone to the point of blood. It can't be they punched them. It's got to draw blood. That, wow. I mean, that's literally the measurement um, to show that yeah. they did some level of harm that might need some kind of restraint. It's like wow. a hockey ruling. It's a, it's a minor <laughs> penalty unless you draw blood. Then it's a major penalty. <laughs> Uh, Dave, Dave, before we let you go, uh, Harry in New Hartford has a quick question. And I got about a minute and a half, Harry. Go ahead with your question. Uh, yeah, Bill. My question was, uh, you know, maybe maybe it just shouldn't be her father. Maybe she does need somebody. A lot of people do. I know somebody who, uh, manic, depressive, whatever, who's mm-hmm. going to need somebody. They're homeless, you know, and all that and stuff right, like that. Right, right. But if her right seems to be all these restrictions that do seem a little... Uh, yeah, you can't, you can't cut your true. hair, right, and these things, yeah. Yeah, uh, so the court could always appoint somebody else, I guess, if they find that there's evidence that her father is abusing that yep. right or the money or whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, Harry, you want to comment on that, uh, Dave? Harry, thank you. I'm going to hang up yeah, and let you I, I say, listen here. The one issue with that is someone who is uh, a guardian of someone else's money under the law is entitled to be paid. So that's part of the problem here. She has a lot of money, so his compensation is significant. Right. Uh, so uh, that is a factor. Um, I don't know. I think the courts generally defer to family. Um, you know, does a family, does a father have his daughter's best interest at heart? I'm sure every father in the world believes they do, but maybe sometimes it gets out of whack. Yeah, so yeah. it's something you could always try, you know. Uh, and, and one final note on this thing. Uh, unlike uh, some of the other parents who have been uh, uh, parents of celebrities who have been in the media, you don't see this guy out there doing interviews on TMZ and, and the Today Show and, and trying to sell his case. Um, he has He's been kind of quiet and really demonized a bit in in the media here i i find that to be maybe telling i guess it could be telling yeah i i think that's true because what's happening now you know with the cancel culture and everything everybody wants to be the judge and jury from a two-minute snippet or a 30-second snippet yeah and and what's really going on i think is a family when you hear her sister talk about her they speak very lovingly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is some real issues. You could tell they have pain 
yeah, you know, yeah. associated with this. They're, I don't think anyone's getting pleasure out of managing Britney's money. I think that's more of the skewed media that wants to right. make a story of it. Yeah. And like you said, him not saying much tells a lot. Um, yeah. He's the dad. Look, every one of us that's a dad, you understand what yeah, you that was do your to kid. protect your right. daughter or son. Yep. You know? Yep. That's uh, thing. Interesting stuff, Dave. I appreciate it. I, uh, I'm glad I went down this road because there's a lot there. Uh, Dave Zampano with State Planning Law Center. Thank you. We'll do this again. I appreciate it. All righty, Bill. Thanks. Have a great day. Uh, right, you there's too. a lot to this. Uh, yeah. At some point, and what if her father is a loving father and she really is in trouble? Um, and he and one thing that Dave said is is wrong. I just want to correct it. He said people want to be judge and jury, and the only information they have is a snippet of a clip they see on on TV. No, they are judge and jury. Yeah, they right. make their decision up, and they're firm believers. This is the way it is, so, based on almost zero knowledge. That's the world we live in today. And another great point he made that that you wouldn't even think of is like, okay, say there's a couple of siblings. And uh, maybe somebody has uh, some type of a disability and they need to be cared for. Yeah. So the parents leave a lump sum of money to, to Johnny to take care of Joey. Well, then Johnny dies in a car accident six months later and Joey's on his own now. Yeah. Where if, if you had set up a fund like he described, you know, there would still be money to help or, take care of him. Or Johnny, the brother who is the, the one who's able to take care of the parents, know he's going to take care of. Joey. Right. Johnny gets in an accident, hurts his leg. He's on opioids. Goes on opioids and becomes an addict and yeah. blows all <laughs> oh, the money uh, and doesn't even care about little I Joey. Yeah. I mean, there are, happens. there are a that million things that could happen. And I guess having it all buttoned up legally is probably the way to go.